Welcome back to the Ladies of Light podcast with your host, Samantha Peters. I am so thrilled today. We have David Metzler as our special guest. And David is a legendary sports executive, entrepreneur, and investor. He co-founded Sports One Marketing and formerly served as CEO of the renowned Lee Steinberg Sports Entertainment Agency, which, by the way, was the inspiration for the Jerry Maguire movie. And you've been recognized on Variety Magazine as their Sports Humanitarian of the Year and was awarded the Ellis Island Medal of Honor. And you're also the executive producer of the Apple TV series, Two Minute Drill and Office Hours. But my favorite part of your bio is your mission to empower over 1 billion people to be happy. And you provide so much value through your content. And for the past 20 years, you've provided free weekly training to empower others to be happy. So welcome to the podcast. I am so ecstatic to have you as a guest. Oh, it's such a pleasure to be here, Samantha. Thanks for having me. No problem. So I remember I was on a call with you. This was during COVID and you so beautifully talked about how you time block your schedule and you color coordinate it to optimize your day. So can you speak a little bit about that for us? Yeah, well, time is the dependent variable of all matter in my life, meaning subjective and objective, which then translates into activities. And so I actually start my today tomorrow, today, by having an unwinding routine. So the first thing that I schedule is when do I put myself in a position to recover and to access information? So my schedule starts at 9 p.m. tonight or tomorrow. uh, And I block out that time to make sure that I have no negative energy, no negative content, no caffeine, other things that interfere with my ability to recover and to access information. (laughs) Then what I do is I study my time uh, the next day, which would be the activity I planned, the activity Mm -hmm. I don't have planned, and my sleep for the next day, as well as the activities I get paid for and the activity I don't get paid for. And by doing so, I put my not only intention and attention into the coincidences, consequences, karma, the luck of my life, but it Mm -hmm. makes me... Uh, capable of prioritizing what's important to me, not what's important to other people, what's missing, what I don't have. And so Mm -hmm. I'm utilizing time with three lenses by utilizing this scheduling system. One, a lens of productivity. It allows me to provide more value, a lens of accessibility. I'm accessible to more people and Mm -hmm. I access more uh, for me. And then finally, gratitude. Uh, The more light, love, and lessons you find in your activity, the happier you'll be, the more passionate, purposeful, and profitable you'll be. Yeah, I agree with that. And um, I remember you talking about how you block it with different colors. Is that correct as well? Yes. Can you talk a little bit about that? (laughs) Yeah, so I I block it by different colors are for the activities that are planned, not planned, paid for, not paid for. Mm -hmm. Uh, This gives me a quick visualization. For example, if I'm doing an interview, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I have a 520 rule, five minute phone calls, 20 minute meetings, 20 minute interviews uh, yeah. that I find we're just visiting. So I keep things very concise, but I'm also uh, aware of when I'm moving quickly, if I see a certain color, meaning this is activity I get paid for, I'm yeah. going to make sure that I prioritize that over, for example, activity I'm not paid for. Uh, okay. I also prioritize by my three non-negotiables. One, my health. Yeah. Cause you can't, I can't delete it from my calendar. 
I negotiate also my family. So I give time to each of the individuals that are closest to me in my life. And then mm -hmm. of course, the planning time of time always have a non-negotiable color, meaning no matter what, uh, not only me, but my team cannot move that. That's the utmost priority of my day. Okay. Wow. That's amazing. I was going to go ahead and ask you that question too. You talk a lot about your five non-negotiables that you live by. So if you want to go ahead and share a little bit more about that, it would be great. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, there's three non-negotiables, which is mm -hmm. one, my health. So I give a minimum of an hour a day on my health. Then two, my family and relatives, what's relative to me. So I give a minimum of 30 minutes to my wife, 30 minutes to my 13-year-old, two minutes to my three daughters, one minute to my mom, and then a minimum of 10 minutes to other people in my life that I haven't connected with in a while. And then I have a minimum of 10 minutes to study time. So I actually am uh, putting in my calendar the time study every single day to make sure that I don't skip over what most people skip over. If you are not studying time of how do you utilize it with these lenses, you'll live your life like a tube. Food in, food yeah, out. Yeah, that's so true. And yeah. Go by, next thing you know, you won't be productive, accessible, or gracious. So having those are a great asset. Now I do have five daily practices that are inherent in the non-negotiables as well. So one, yeah. know what you want each day, know mm -hmm. who you can help each day, know how best to do it each day, and then know your now and your next, learn to prioritize your day so you're applying your why, not searching for your why. Yeah, I love that. That's so important to plan. I, very similar to you, I plan my schedule the night before just so I wake up and I know exactly what I'm gonna do to be able to optimize my time. So that's amazing. And um, you do speak, I wanna switch a little over to um, forgiveness. You speak a lot about forgiveness and why do you think that's so powerful and how have you mastered that and how has it helped you in your life? Because I know, you know, looking back at your videos, you did have um, a very difficult childhood growing up with your mother being a single mom and how your dad left you at the age of four. So how does that play into who you are today and how has that helped you? Yeah, so forgiveness gives me ease, right? It gives me empathy. It allows me to give forgiveness as well. Um, why forgiveness is so important to me is that if I'm going to do my best, learn lessons and have fun, if I'm going to give meaning to the setbacks, failures, mistakes, trauma, historical rele relevances of my past, I'm going to need to forgive. Uh, because if not, I'm going to accelerate in the wrong direction. I'm going to create more void shortages and obstacles, more resistance in my life. Forgiveness yeah. allows us to be in the flow. So many people accelerate their lives in the wrong direction because they lack forgiveness or empathy. For me, it's a practice every day. When I identify separation, void shortages, when I identify fear, either fear of the past, which results in regret or guilt, or fear of the future, which gives me anxiety or worry, I use forgiveness to put me at ease. And when I'm at ease, I can then roll into the what, the who, the how, and the now to apply my why once again, to be more productive, more accessible, and more gracious with my time. So what does that look like for someone who hasn't practiced forgiveness? What do you, what do, you do in order to? Yeah, so you know, the first thing that I do is identify when I'm at dis-ease, when I'm uncomfortable, when I'm you know, angry. So what I do is I know there's only two types of fear, fear of the past 
that yeah. either I'm feeling guilty or regretful or mm -hmm. fear of the future when I feel worried or anxious. And so when I identify those two, I try to align some sort of ego-based consciousness, which is a need to feed, yeah. fight, fight or, or, or fornicate, et cetera. But mm -hmm. more importantly, that need is one which says, why you know, am I have a need to be offended? Or why do I have a need to be right? Why do I have mm -hmm. a need to be anxious, angry, worried, resentful, any of these yeah. feelings? And then I go ahead, instead of trying to resist it, I simply stop and forgive myself, breathe, and then remind, remember, and recollect to a unified, abundant, infinite system of thought that I belong to, an omniscient, all-powerful source, whether it's religious, spiritual, mm -hmm. philosophical, or theoretical. I believe in something bigger than me that loves me more than my mom, yeah. that's protecting me. So it's easy to receive forgiveness so I can mm -hmm. give forgiveness. And so I'm more productive, accessible, and gracious with the activities today in a trajectory of where I want to be or think I want to be in the future. Yeah, I love that. And you apply those same skills with the forgiveness that you gave to your father, because I know, you know, he did leave you at such a young age. And um, I've had to work through that myself, too, is because it takes the burden off your shoulders, right? If you hold on this resentment, you're only hurting yourself. So I think that is very important to be able to do, let go, forgive yourself and then forgive others. So, um, so I watched yeah, a video. Saying, Samantha, there's an old saying, right? Don't, don't forgive your, don't forgive others because they deserve it. Forgive others because you deserve it. Yes. I love that. That's so true. I, I try to live by that. Um, I remember watching a video of you sharing um, your birthday of your that you received from your father, and I felt like that was such a powerful message behind it. So, if you don't mind sharing that story with the audience, um, I would really appreciate it. So, when I was thirty years old, I had everything I ever dreamed of, including I married my dream girl from the fourth mm -hmm. grade, uh, who oh, rejected me far into my twenties. And so, what? <laughs> uh, you know, I thought that I was happy. I thought I had everything. But I received a birthday present from my father, which I consider to be the first red flag of some of the misunderstandings I was having in life. And my dad gave me a present. He hadn't given me a present for 20 years when he forgot my birthday at 10 and lied to me and told me he didn't believe in birthdays. And at 10 years old, I was crushed. So when I opened this present at 30 years old, I was overwhelmed with joy because no matter what anyone says, and you may have this feeling as well, no matter what we say, we all want to have a relationship with our parents. Uh, no matter what type of harm they brought in our lives, it's just something that's inherent in our nature that we want to have a positive relationship with our parents. And uh, a lot of things stem from this. But I received this gift. I open it up, and it's a sport coat. And I just mm -hmm. crying. And my wife has said, what's the matter? I said, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have this positive relationship with my dad. He, he understands me. He's asking for my forgiveness and mm -hmm. I put it on and it fits perfectly and I open it up <laughs> to see what it says inside, you know, maybe happy birthday or Armani and he had torn out all the pockets. So I go immediately from joy into mm -hmm. rage, into to anger. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. right? I feel like he, once again, he, he's just trying to prove a point. So I call mm -hmm. him and I say, dad, you know, I got your birthday present. He said, oh, thank God I got there on time. Happy birthday, son. I go, what do you mean? I can't wear the jacket. He said, well, it's not for wearing. Go hang it in the closet and remind yourself that money can't buy love, that you can't take anything with you. I gave that jacket to yeah. remind you 
you're just like me. Money doesn't buy love or happiness. You literally, son, I'm worried. Just <laughs> use that as a reminder. So of course, at that time, I told him that I hated him. Yeah. He was a liar, a cheater, a manipulator, an overseller. And it wasn't until six years later that that jacket, along with my wife, would save my life because wow. my wife told me that she was leaving me and I was lost and to take stock in who I was. And I woke up yeah. the next morning hating everyone, my mom, my dad, my best friend and my wife. It was that jacket that I saw that reminded me that I don't, yeah, I don't hate any of them. I hated myself because yeah. God was right. I was mm -hmm. a liar. I was a cheater, manipulator, overseller, backend seller. And I needed to forgive myself mm -hmm. and love myself before I could forgive others and love them as well. Wow, that's such a profound story. Thank you so much for sharing that. And do you think that goes into why your mission to empower a billion people to be happy is you know, so strong for you and you work on it every single day. Do you think that moment in time really, really made you, you know, have this mission and this legacy that you're leaving behind? Yeah. So that uh, moment allowed me to take stock in those values, like you said, gratitude, forgiveness, yeah. accountability, mm -hmm. and inspiration or effective communication. And although two years later, I would lose everything over a hundred million dollars, I was still in a better place uh, mm -hmm. mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Uh, but more importantly, regaining it all over the last 17 years, using those values, mm -hmm. using the lesson that I learned from that jacket to not only help me create abundance in my life by making a lot of money to help a lot of people and have a lot of fun, but to have real strong values, daily practices and execution mm -hmm. models in order to facilitate helping and empowering other people. In fact, I want to offer everyone in your community you know, my books for free. So if everyone, uh, I'll sign it, send it to you, pay for the book and shipping. All you have to do is email me, david at dmelter.com, david at dmelter.com. I'll send you all one of my books signed. I'll pay for everything. Don't worry to help wow. my mission of empowering you and your community to be Thank happy. you so much. That's amazing. Oh, you're such a great person. Um, I kind of want to switch gears too, because I know you talk a lot about the laws of the the universe and universal principles and the law of attraction. So can you explain what the law of attraction is to my listeners and then how you have used it to optimize your life and, you know, where you are today? Yeah. So energy, just money or behavior, it has three basic characteristics. It has the law of attraction. It aggregates on itself. So likes attract likes. Yes. It then compounds on itself. So more of it, happens meaning you don't go one two three four you go one two four eight sixteen and then it accelerates so it happens faster but it takes the mathematical universal law of luck in order to effectuate these laws what does that mean what you pay attention to which also reconciles why your calendar is so important to you where we started off understanding time but what we pay attention to and what we give intention to meaning are we doing everything in alignment with what we want? Are we saying everything? Are we thinking everything? Are we believing everything? And are we feeling it? Are we inspired by it in a trajectory of what we think we want? Because what we pay attention to, plus what we give these five levels of intention to equal the coincidences, the coinciding wow. of the universe, <laughs> these laws of luck 
And so I help people make sure that every day they enjoy the consistent every day, persistent without quit pursuit of their coincidences, consequences, karma, and luck. Mm -hmm. I really love that. And so can you speak a little bit more about karma and how you've seen it, you know, reflect in your life and just that awareness, I think is really big to be able to pick up on. Yeah. So that awareness happens through having faith. And I talked about it earlier, believing in something bigger than me, mm -hmm. an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source that loves me more than my mom. So mm -hmm. that karma, that coincidence, consequence, karma means consequence, uh, a positive consequence stems from the attention and intention, but it really stems from faith. Faith mm -hmm. that when things happen that we may not think are good things, like not getting into the school or not getting a job or a you know partner leaving us or whatever not you know a, a deal falling apart that with faith we know that we don't know so exactly. we have faith we're being protected and promoted instead mm -hmm. of punished you see people go through life like tubes but they also are punished they're victims everything happens yeah. to them some people think it happens for them i yes. know in my faith that it happens through me. And so okay. I'm always, oh, I love that. I'm always protected and promoted because it's happening through me for okay. others as well. Okay. Wow. I've always heard, you know, it, you know, don't look at it. It doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. But I love that concept that it happens through you because I feel like my life has changed so much. Just having the power of faith and you know, power in the unknown, that so, something so much bigger than me is there supporting me. So I definitely have those, those same values. And where did, like, how did you get to that point? Because I know for me, it wasn't easy to get to the point of surrender and letting go. And I know that everything is truly happening for my good. So how did you get to that point? Yeah. Well, first of all, to understand that emotion should be attached to today, to the actions today in a trajectory, not attaching yeah. my emotions to an outcome. So through radical humility, that I don't know what I don't know, instead mm -hmm. of saying I'm gonna be happy when I make this much money, happy when I get this job mm -hmm. or get into this school or you know marry my dream girl, I'm happy now pursuing what I think I want each day, mm -hmm. learning and giving meaning to the lessons that I learned today and from the past in order to aggregate, compound and accelerate a better future to me, a better purpose, a better situation. Mm -hmm. And so all of these different lessons that we talked about today, they all reconcile with one another to know what to do today in the trajectory of what we think we want. So we're not surrendering, laying at home, high on our mouth, no. sick and broke. We're, <laughs> using, we're ferocious in what we do mm -hmm. today, but we are Buddhist or surrendering to the yeah. outcome in faith that the outcomes are always going to be better than what we think mm -hmm. as long as we do and enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of what we yes, think. Exactly. And it goes upon, you know, your values and being in alignment with that and having no resistance. So, yeah, I think that's such an important point that you made about just surrendering, but also just not sitting on your couch and thinking everything's going to happen. You have to put in that law of action. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You've just 
you know, provided my listeners so much value. And I really appreciate you, um, you know, giving the free book away as well. So I can't wait to get my copy signed from you. And I hope you have such an amazing day. And I, I really do appreciate you coming on so much. Thank you so much, Samantha. I look Perfect. forward to meeting you again. All right. Bye, David. Thank you.